Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it. Oh, I watched uh, My Octopus Teacher. Oh, you did? Yeah. What is that all about? It's about an octopus. And I octopus, they're my favorite animals. What? Yeah. Them and bears. I love octopus so octopus much. Octopus are your favorite animals. Why? They are the smartest non-human creature, I think, on the planet. You are my octopus teacher. Yeah. I mean, you could be an octopus that teaches a human, like the movie, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a human that teaches about octopus, which is me. Octopi. It's actually octopodes. What? Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> no, I disagree. I disagree. I would refute that grade with the uh, with the Dean Octopus. <laughs> and welcome to the Retrograde. The podcast where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should. I'm Mame Drew Booscum. And I am Mike Rebar Aaronworth. Do you like, do you not like that I stepped on your, uh, changing your name into a nickname thing? Is oh, that no, your I mean, thing? No, it's fine that like, you just need to kind of like cut my grass a little bit. Like, no, no, it's cool. Like if you can't think of what makes you, you, yeah. then take all of my gimmicks. I, I got all, plenty. I, I'm catchphrase deep at this point. Yeah. I am now like, Hey, how are you making money? Money, 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 money. <laughs> I, I'm running a monopoly over here of t-shirts and merch. You know what? Uh, I played a couple weeks weekends ago a shit ton of monopoly deal Hmm. and i know listen we're a video game podcast but sometimes we like to get classic yeah and by classic i mean monopoly deal that classic (laughs) card game that's great relatively new right like 10 years i think so yeah 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 It's it's a it's a flip card game version of monopoly yeah basically it's monopoly uh is i think notoriously the most hated board game of all time now yeah it has the highest place of like Notoriety, yes. like where everyone's like, I know Monopoly. Of right. course, I know Monopoly. Right. And yet, they're like, how many uh, games of Monopoly have you actually finished? Yeah, you know what I mean. You they're know like, what? Monopoly few. is like the Jägermeister of uh, <laughs> of board games. Like everyone fucking knows what it is. No one fucking likes it. But but Monopoly yeah. deals a lot quicker. It's each round lasts like twenty minutes, unless you're playing with my mom. Then they last about forty five minutes because she literally takes twenty minutes per turn. <laughs> um, no, I, I I you you mentioned Monopoly, yeah, and that's a great fucking game. But the game that we're going to be playing oh. today and this. This is why my name was Mike Rebar Aaronworth, oh, okay, yeah. uh, because it's very focused on hand-to-hand combat, ripping metal out of the walls and smacking some baddies Ooh. in the face with it, maybe pat them on the little butt with it if you want, uh, is Condemned Criminal Origins. <laughs> Good fight. Smack. Good fight. <laughs> Smacky smacky. I'll see you in the showers. Uh, yeah, I, I'm so excited to play this game. So it is a, is a tour guide episode. It, it's a tour guide episode. If you're new to the podcast, uh, typically what we do is we take a look back at games that both of us played and enjoyed, mm. or maybe were notoriously bad as we were kids. We rate and review them as they as we remember them, then we play them, and then rate them as they stand up in the modern day against modern games. In this case, I'm the only one that, again, is Mikey. That's my name. Oh, your name's Mikey. My name is Mikey, who's had uh, experience playing this game. I fucking loved this game back in the day, but Andrew, you haven't. No. So it's going to be a tour guide episode. We're going to save our our reviews until after the gameplay portion. Andrew is going to uh, assume he knows what he would have thought about this game back in the day once he gives it a little bit of a shot. I am one with my inner child. You are one with a lot of people's inner child. No, don't, don't. I knew you were going to go there with a pet. Yeah, and then why did you bring it up? Because you you said it and you <laughs> I were didn't winking. Say other children. No, but you said inner, and then you paused. Yeah, yeah, right. And okay. you 
and I'll, I'll, I'll edit it out so that so that okay, people thanks. don't hear Appreciate the pause. Yeah, but you winked at me a lot, and I don't okay. know if I can edit out <laughs> yeah, the sound yeah, yeah. of your winks. And I'm just like elbow you in the ribs a lot, like yeah, huh? from huh? across. The, huh? Actually, not across the table because notoriously we record this podcast where I'm sitting in your lap. Yeah, that is canonical. Nick canonical. Nick unemployed canonical Nick indeed. Canonical. Yeah, I should check if he's unemployed still. I'm sure he hosts something at this I, point. I didn't even know he lost his job. Uh, I think he hosted America's Got Talent, The Masked Singer, one of those. Yeah, I don't know which. I think it was America's Got Talent. I guess Terry Crews hosts it now. Oh, really? You know, he's got 12 jobs. He's Good for a, him. You know what? Industrious. He, he, I like Terry Crews a lot. I do too. I don't know how you maintain the shape that he has. No. It must be a miserable existence. Well, he started in a good place. He was a former NFL player. Mm. And so like, you know, you're already in this like, like it's kind of the same as the rock kind of forever. Like sure. what has the rock done? He went from, you know, professional football, college football, professional football yep. to, to uh professional wrestling. Yep. And then it was like, and so whereas like actors, like I got to learn to work out. And right. It's like, right. Right. No, right. It's been my life. I've been two, two hours a day for, you know, 30 years. He's never given it up. I saw some videos, some old videos of the rock from the, his, his WWE mm-hmm. days. Soft. He is so much, I, you know, quote unquote weaker. He yeah. is a smaller person. He's just, and he's softer. He's curvier. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he is, he's just kind of like, he's got, he's got a little bosom, you a know, little, a little bit of a tush on him. And yeah, absolutely. And which, you know, I hate to say he probably is much happier, but, uh, yeah, True. But he was like, cause like, Oh, I got to go out and actually drink my tequila that I'm hawking all the time. You yeah. Know? Instead of like, Hey, drink it. And then throws it away. And yeah, the especially as like, I don't know, as we all get older, we realize yeah. how much harder it is to maintain the shape that you want. So he has to give up more and more yeah. as he gets older and older. Yeah. We like, obviously we don't need, unless to he's it. a member of QAnon. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> okay. That's come up way too much recently. <laughs> well, you know why it came up? Why? Andrew? Cause there's a mystery. Uh, in our midst. God, we're going to talk about that. And I know you don't want to talk about it. Talk about but this. I'm absolutely uh, flabbergasted by what's going on on our Twitter account. Okay. Uh, I'm at retrograde uh, pod. pod. And you are at retrograde <laughs> Andy. Well, uh, welcome to the conversation. Well, <laughs> uh, but we got uh, hit up by two mystery accounts on yeah. Twitter. Uh, it, people who, or someone who seems to know us pretty well. Um, it feels like we're kind of being stalked by a serial killer of some sort. This is a, I know what you did last summer style. That's what stalking. it feels like. I'm like legit yeah. kind of creeped out by yeah. it. We uh, know what you did in the past and now we're here for your, you know, I don't know, like reckoning. Yeah. 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 And it's, it came out of nowhere. It's at horse underscore eggs and at here for horse underscore eggs. That's here. The number four horse underscore uh-huh. eggs. So if you listen to the podcast, you know that I made a casual joke about horse eggs yeah. that led to us laughing so hard we there was silence on the podcast for what seemingly felt like 20 minutes and since then we've <laughs> that was been on dro- the destroy all humans episode oh thank yeah, you very much yeah, yeah. and w- since then all we've been doing is dropping uh new drops for horses and pigs and you know chicken kick ghosts, ghosts whatever i'm sure one of them will pop up right now Burgast. so that has been our in joke but now someone from the outside <laughs> is involving themselves going like hey i know what you said about horse eggs and you're like what uh yeah uh, I, uh, I, yeah why? that's the sequel to i know what you did last summer yeah. it's i know what you said about horse eggs there was i know what you did a, a sequel but yeah 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 it was must have been the fifth part of it i think it was like i still know what you did last summer <laughs> Great conventional title. I, no, I'm not joking. I'm pretty sure that's what it was no, called. I, I, I agree with you. So stop laughing at me. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought we were enjoying a bit together. <laughs> well, like a horse. I don't enjoy. Oh, <laughs> ah, horse. Horse cast. We were chomping at it. Um, I, uh, I do want to say definitively, we are not behind these accounts. Uh, you know what? And both when Mikey and I both accused each other of this. <laughs> You, we've been talking about it for the past couple of days and you still today, when we came to sit down to start recording, 
accused me again so of running the account. When the when it first popped up, you went, "Is this you?" And I was like, "I, I sw- no." By the way, that's not how it happened. You went, "Hey, it's not me." No, like, no, I didn't even say it's not me because I didn't think you'd accuse me. I thought you knew me better than that. No, I said, have you, you said, seen the horse eggs account? I'm not this funny. You said this originally going, hey, it's not me. I'm not this funny. I promise. <laughs> and I was like, that's, you're right. And I, because you're like, is it you? And I said, I thousand percent is not me. I swear on everything is holy. But ever since then, I'm like, this does feel like something I would do. Like, I've got time on my hands to start a couple of Twitter accounts. Like this guy, yeah. Well, sure. here's the thing that creeps me out. Okay. Is that on one of the accounts, and you notice this, uh-huh. the banner yeah. is Smirnoff Ice. Yeah, Smirnoff Ice. And in yours and my personal lives. Yeah, off mic. Off mic, on Mikey, in Mikey, <laughs> there's a lot of Smirnoff Ice. Yeah. I get iced all the time yes, by do. our band of cronies that we roll with. Um, and which, I, which I'm one of. of. Of which you are one, indeed. Um, and <laughs> I don't know that we've ever talked about that on the podcast. No, we've never. I, I'm, uh, I'm sure we've said something casually, yeah. but for it to be something that's a sticking point for some Uber fan, and yeah. by the way, I'm giving you a ton of credit by saying that, um, <laughs> is, uh, is uh, terrifying, startling, and I do not like any of this. Uh, it's, it scares me. I didn't sleep very well last night. I'm not acknowledging this at all going forward, and it doesn't exist. Thank you I, I regret having ever talked about the vicinity of Toronto in which I live. <laughs> I, I, I always think it would have been really nice to get a fan account before we get a two mocking accounts <laughs> from the outside. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hey, I, do you see what Andrew and Mike are up to? That's awesome. No, it's like, hey, look at these two dildos. What's going on with them? Like, God damn it. Uh, well, speaking of, yeah. what have you been up to? Oh, man, so much. I have so much I want to talk about in this cool. episode. Cool. All right. Well, listen, later in this podcast, we're going to be talking. I don't care. Oh, okay. You, cool. do it, you do whatever you want. You know, speaking of tour guide. Yeah. Uh, my whole month of October with my player two and I have been about. I still think you should call her your player one. Because she's she's better than me? Yeah. Yeah, well, she is. Yeah. Uh, she's yeah, the Ryu right. to your Ken, for sure. <laughs> oh, so we're going with Ryu's better than Ken now, are we? Uh, no, Andrew. Ken's better than Ryu. Is Liu Kang or Johnny Cage? What are we doing? Who's number? Who's player one there? This has got to be Liu Kang. Liu Kang is better than Johnny Cage. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. God, in my head, I heard it reversed. I'm like, I'm sorry. What? Because you're the Johnny Cage of this relationship, <laughs> uh, punching people in the nuts. Um, no, I. You know what's funny? That should become a recurring bit. Who's the player one between these famous video game relationships? That's a great bit. I love that. Um, but. We've been doing tour guide episodes through the month of October because we've been unemployed, like a lot of the world is right now with everything going on. And so we've been watching a ton of horror movies. Wait, you've been doing tour guide episodes? Yeah, because we haven't been, we've been watching all these horror movies we've never seen before. Oh, I see, I see. I thought yeah. you meant on this podcast. I was no, like, was, wait, no, Andrew. it's just something called the You've segue. said you've played both the games. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we've just been watching all these movies that we've just never caught up on. And all like, horror movies. Uh, all these horror movies. And so you say, you you know, there's so many famous horror movies. You're like, oh, of, co- of course, sure, uh, of sure. course, I've seen that. I watched Hellraiser for the first time. Mm. Never seen Hellraiser. What did you think about it? You know what? It was better than I thought it'd be. Isn't it? Yeah. It it's is actually not, good. It's it's way less like look, body horror is body horror, and you get a lot of that, just like gore as horror, whatever it is. It's a much slower burn yeah. than I thought it was gonna be. Uh, because I watched it for the first time a couple of years ago, and it surprised me how long it took to get to the like the thick of it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it was good. Yeah, like there was it, yeah. the Allen thick of the night. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I love that. What I, what else do you have? What oh other my movie? god, I could tell I could talk to all about it. you can feel generational gaps between these horror movies constantly. So where we watch the original so what we try and do is watch an original, like an OG like classic. Yep. 
and then we watch a post 2001 which okay. is naturally more scary because of the the, the way they shoot it and yeah. cinematically they're very they're lots better. of very high pitched violins yes absolutely yeah, I don't a lot like of startling that. things I don't like that at all um Trust me, we're no pop-out scare boys. Like we are on the same page, but there are certain movies that you watch and they're like, they're just better at manipulating your your fears a little bit better. Mm. So like we'll watch the original Hills Have Eyes okay. and we'll laugh the whole way through and go, this is so silly. Yeah. But you could feel the gap between that and the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Sure. And then the next five years, then they make uh, Evil Dead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're yeah, like, yeah. whoa, this, see they learned and then it's better and it's funnier. Oh, that's you know great. I mean? And you and you could feel the gaps and then it kind of gets it tired and then and then new generation comes and you're like, "Oh, that's really good." So last night, last night even, we watched Train to Busan. And oh. it is so goddamn good. I can't believe how good You know what? Is. I'm not as into it as everyone else oh. is. I look, I have said this before on the podcast and I hope no one takes this the wrong way, but like I don't do that well with Korean cinema. Like it just What the hell does that mean? Just as a whole? The melodrama in Korean cinema. Hmm. Every it's there's a lot, or maybe it's maybe it's more like I think about the host. Yep. I thought I think of Parasite. Uh, Parasite. Yep. Uh, like obviously, I'm not an expert, but every time yep. I've given it a shot, it just seems like it's a lot of yelling and a lot of melodrama. And I just, I it just doesn't doesn't work that well for me. Train to Busan. You know one thing that confused me about that movie was that. The guy who's supposed to be like the tank, like the big guy, yeah. isn't that fucking big? No, and he's actually what, you know, my favorite thing is when I start these movies, I go through the IMDb and like trivia or like I'm looking at people. I'm like, oh, they were in that. That's good. Yeah. This guy's going to be in the Eternals, the new Marvel movie. Oh, that is really? like their new linchpin for the next generation. Yeah. And they've done a really good job of casting big movie stars from all over the world. Sure. To make it feel more collective, which I think is kind of one of the themes of the movie. Is that is is Kamel Nanjiani? Is he Kamel Nanjiani? Yeah, Selma yeah. Hayek. Okay. Uh, a couple of people from Game of Thrones, like Richard Madden. Oh, cool. Uh, so like, it's like kind of a very oh, Angelina Jolie. Like, it's a very interesting oh, cast. Oh, wow. Like, very eclectic and very just different people. And so that guy, I loved. I love it because he's like, you know what? For you know, for Korean cinema, that guy is a muscle. Yeah, you I know guess, what I mean. I guess and his IMDb. It's funny you say this. His IMDb photo is him. I'm going to do a pose right now, but it's a Hulk Hogan, like bicep pose. <laughs> like he's like, ah, like look how strong I am. And you're like, you know what? I, you know what? I will say, cause in American cinema, the way that guy's dressed with a, a scarf and a blazer, yeah. you're like, you're the asshole. Yeah. And in yeah, this yeah, one, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, I'm the good guy. And you're like, oh, he's the good guy. I, it's funny. I did have that problem. I was like, yeah. oh, we're not supposed to like this no. guy. Based on the way he's dressed, he's going to order a latte at some point and, and it's going to get everyone killed. <laughs> and it's too hot. And he spits it on yeah. the person. <laughs> you know? No, he turns on the coffee bean grinder and that gets all the zombies to come to them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, instead it's the, uh, you know, they seem to have figured it out a lot better than we have about like the, uh, capitalist horror and like you know generational wealth gap thing yep. of like the evil people are the rich people yeah and the dip like a snowpiercer like train sure, sure. car to car situation yep. um because you know the the protagonist is a hedge fund manager and so everyone's like Ugh. yeah <laughs> and yeah. i'm like oh yeah. wow nice <laughs> whereas i still feel like you could make like the next purge movie and he's like i'm a hedge fund manager and people are like thank you for your service and they're shaking his hand <laughs> we, oh thank you so much now uh, go kill that homeless person <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Well, um, I want to. I want to know uh, sure. uh, to 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 get this as uh, as as pointed as possible. I want the most underrated and the most overrated horror movies you guys have seen so far. Mm, that's a really good question. I, I like I said, The Hills Have Eyes was kind of bad. Uh, the original, yeah, the original was just not. But good. the remake, fantastic. <laughs> The remake leans into what the original couldn't do back in the day. And sure. by the way, you read all these things about like on the trivia, like I was saying, it was like, uh, like people walked out of the theater. This is too disgusting. And you're looking at this like, no, oh, this is so stupid. Yeah. 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 Whereas I think then that then the remake comes around and it tries to be as gross as humanly possible. Sure. And you're like, Oh my God. Um, 
I will say, so we watch in one of the new ones, we watched It Follows. Oh I, my God. I think God. It Follows is just it's, a stone cold classic. A fucking phenomenal movie. It is a movie that, there, this is a movie that you could make legitimately five of them. Like you, every True. time. True, You could just use new people, new villains, and yeah. it is scary and good. There's progression in characters. It's just perfect. And also I want to say, you know who the real star of this? The horror movie genre, making movies at 90 minutes. Stop. Oh. Like, oh, don't oh. even start with me on that. I like, like anything. If I, if a movie is over two hours, I start thinking like I start the movie by thinking you better fucking prove to me you're worth being more than two hours. Like hour and a half two is hours. perfect for me. Yeah. Not two, not th- three hours is usually the one people are like, oh man, you three better. Three is insane. Yeah. Three hours is insane. The, the, the only Irishman. time, the Irish, fuck the Irishman. Fuck the Irishman. No, no, whoa. seriously, fuck the Irishman. What? The Irishman is not, I, I don't know, man. I, it has its moments. But again, cut an hour out of it or half an hour at yeah. least, it would have been a lot better. Wow. Um, the the one exception in recent memory, which you and I talk about a lot, is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, that that's a phenomenal so movie. And, and I don't care how long it is. 20 minutes? 30 minutes? Uh, no, I think that's closer to three hours. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's a I long that one. That's a great one. God, I love that so movie. most overrated. Most overrated. Wow, that's a really good question. Evil Dead was so good. Now, the problem is we're now like, you know, whatever... 20 days into October. Yeah. And so we've seen so many movies. They're all flooding into my head all at once. Because um, you guys are watching two a day. Two a day. Because they're all an hour and a half, so you can watch two movies in three you're like, hours. You're like, a, what is this, Friday Night Lights? You're doing two a days? Yeah, we're doing two. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is a very off-color joke for you, and I love it. That's fantastic. Wow. Showing cr- pr- progression in character, like yeah, I'm, I'm talking I'm, about. I'm becoming, listen, my jokes are becoming more wholesome. I'm about to go on the blue collar comedy tour. It's great. I can't wait. You know what? Uh, uh, Scream 2. Oh, uh, yeah? Was not good. Okay, no, I can I, see that. And I, you know what? I, I understand. This is like, there. I really do believe in this thing. And we, we talk about this in video games. We talk about this in movies and TV. Is that there are kind of sacrificial lambs in generations where they go, yeah, you're not going to like this, but this is where movies are going. Sure. And then the movies after that, you're like, oh, that's really good. Well, that's really right, good. Right. But that needed to come first and kind of be like the, you know, the first in the battle always dies. You know, that's Scream 2 specifically. Well, it just went into more of a sensational, oh, like over the top kind of okay. thing. Yeah. And actually to the point that uh Was Scream One not like that? Scream One wasn't as much. It felt more like authentically noir, whereas number two is almost like a twenty-two jump street thing where they're talking about sequels the whole time. Right. And how yeah, stupid sequels yeah, are, and like yeah. and you're like, and it starts with that, and you're like, that's hilarious. Yeah. And then it kind of gets away from it, and just makes it like because isn't isn't the premise of Screen Two basically there was a movie made around yes. the, the incidents in the first one? Yeah, and they're now people are writing books and right, like it's a right, whole right, thing. Right. And essentially, is that Timothy Oliphant is the killer replicating Timothy Oliphant and uh, Laurie Metcalf are the killers in Number Two because they're replicating the killing from Number One, right? And is and it just feels cheap because you're like, well, it's, so it's just Number One, yeah. yeah. Well, it felt cool if it was like, and then woo, surprise! It's like, no, it's not. You can see it from the beginning who the killers are going to be. If I didn't ruin it for you right now, sorry about that. But um, no, because Alex, uh, my player two is watching. She was watching Your Scream Queens, and which is a Ryan Murphy show. And and while his American Horror Stories and stuff, I really don't. I don't have a ton of patience for like, yeah. I think some, sometimes they're like, Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Always watch the first four episodes of a season. And yeah. Then and then just give up. Cause yeah. he's given up. So, yeah, 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 but yeah. America's Scre- scream Queens was like, it felt like the best version of scream Two. Oh really? Um, because it's like so over the top and stupid and comedy and stuff like that. But at times you're like, Oh, that's really funny. Like, oh, that's like really, that. okay. That's really interesting. So yeah, I'd say scream Two, but like also the hitcher with uh Rucker Hauer was really good. It's on crave currently HBO uh-huh. max. 
Uh, there's been a lot of really. I need good... I need to get some recommendations for you because oh, yeah. I love horror movies, and you know this about me. We already talked about it. Yep. I hate pop out scares. How about this? I promise you, by the end of the month, I will make a letterboxed list. Oh, and I will I publish love it. This and I'll publish it, and then we can all talk about the rankings and stuff. Just like in that. time for the spooky month to end, you all will have. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll publish of- it after this episode and I'll update it constantly. <laughs> there you go. I okay, like that. I like it. that. You, um, uh, you know what I've been doing is uh, is is something quite the opposite. You guys okay. have been watching two new movies every day. Yeah. Um, I've been uh, I've been going back to video games. Um, uh, I I obviously I have some Overwatch going back. If, if you want, yeah, going back, <laughs> sticking with. Yeah. I've obviously uh, dabbled in the uh, Halloween Terror event. Oh, on let's Overwatch. talk about that. Let's talk about that. Okay. I this is probably my favorite of the Overwatch events. I there's something about the aesthetic yep. I think it was the first event that happened in over or maybe the summer games were but it was the first one where the the skins were like very unique yeah. so I, I always have this real solid affinity towards the Halloween mm-hmm. terror event um, I'm not that impressed with the skins this time oh, around okay. I kind of think that they phoned this one in and probably makes sense they're probably putting a lot of time and effort into Overwatch 2 which by the way the longer they, that game gets pushed back, I was going to ask. The longer it's going to take for us to be able to play our Toronto map yeah, in that I know. game. I'm excited for that. I was going to ask. I'm like, wait, when did that? Wasn't that supposed to come out? Like, the, uh, no one really knows. They never really set a date, so uh, everyone was just kind of assuming yeah, one thing or another. Yeah, that's yeah. very Blizzard. Very um, Blizzard. I will say, I actually, uh, I played Overwatch again for the first time in a long time uh, because I was like, oh, it's Halloween. Yeah, I need something to play for like 30 minutes. Sure. And so I was like, let's play Junkenstein's Revenge. Yeah. I turned it on. And so this year, there are two different versions on the initial launch. They are going to keep updating by the time. And by the time you're listening to this, I believe they'll be in the second cycle. So in the initial cycle, it's a vengeful ghost. So it's the same Junkenstein's Revenge that they've had for now three yeah. years. Which is basically is. three. It's a horde mode type yeah, scenario. Waves of, yeah. uh, waves yeah. of enemies f- uh, capped by uh, a boss. And so you're just trying to stop people from getting to the door. And so in this year, because they've done the same version a couple of times now, uh, the f- one version is a vengeful ghost. So it's a ghost that follows one character around. Oh. And then, and every once in a while, it switches to a new character. And so you got to keep kind of moving. And so while these people have gotten really good at this one level, now it breaks you up and you have to just start oh, moving and scattering. I like that. And then the second one is that the Zombiax or whatever, whatever version of rom- uh, zombie robots that they're yeah. doing are now faster. Okay. And so it's now the same thing, but faster. Okay. I'm just putting it out there for the life of me. I can't find uh, teammates to beat this with. I keep trying and I keep like, it's just over and over again. I'm like, guys, no, there's somebody hitting the door. Like stop everyone going for one. Oh, Oh. so it's so frustrating, but I've actually, the fact that I haven't been able to beat it is keeping me going back to go play because I really want to uh, succeed. You know what? It's weird with all these events in Overwatch. Like it's typically just like a a 6v6 shooter type Mm -hmm. game, but they always have in these events like a different type of style to play. And in this case, it's, it's, uh, it's PVE, like player versus environment. I never play the additional games the only thing i'm interested in in these seasonal events is the new skins that's right. that's it i i played junk inside's revenge once last year uh and i don't i haven't played it yet i don't know if i'm going to i just really i like the map updates i like the aesthetic i like the new sounds all that stuff yeah. everything else i can kind of i can kind of leave it yeah you get you get the like the one line update where like the soldier goes like 
Hope you have a happy yeah. holiday. <laughs> yeah. I'm like what? Oh, I like thanks. that. I, I like that him, a lot. Yeah. Or like how like the Hollywood him. map is now all spooky. It's ah. like there's cauldrons <laughs> everywhere. Um, but apart from Overwatch, yeah, uh, I talked a couple weeks ago about a game called Hades, mm. which is made by the uh, developer of Bastion and Transistor, uh, a, a developer that I quite like. And Hades is a roguelike game. Uh, if you if you haven't played it, where you continue to try to fight your way through the underworld as the son of Hades himself. And uh, as you you obviously die and go back, you're interacting with famous Greco-Roman gods, uh, characters from literature like Achilles, uh, Dusa, who's like like kind of like Medusa, but a maid or something like that. Oh. Nyx, Hades, Cerberus, all these. Anyway, it's, it's a very interesting environment. And when I talked about it a couple weeks ago, I wasn't quite sold on it because the combat just didn't really work for me. Okay. But as you go, obviously you unlock more uh, weapons and more styles and you learn that different gods who kind of give you these power-ups through each of your runs really change the play style that you have. And if you find ones that you like, you can kind of gear yourself towards one or the other. And I'm finding that the combat is actually incredibly satisfying now. And I'm completely sold on this game. I finally see what everyone else saw in it. Whereas like before I would play through it and the actual combat wasn't enough to make me feel like I wasn't enjoying it. Okay. But I loved the story. So I loved dying and then getting back to the underworld and interacting with all my friends and then being like, you died again. Like like they really play into it. And the amount of dialogue is actually very impressive. And okay. the specificity of the dialogue where like if you die to a certain type of enemy too many times, then people will start to talk about it or like it's 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 very immersive and the the voice acting's great. The the writing I think is 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 totally fine and the power ups happen quick enough without feeling like you're you know, you really have to grind to get yeah. them. Like, if you haven't tried Hades yet and you like roguelike games like uh, Rogue Legacy or Spelunky or or uh, any, uh, basically any of the roguelike games, Moonlight or anything like that, this is absolutely worth trying. Wow. I, and, I, and I almost feel bad for giving it a bad rap a couple weeks ago yeah. because it just, it didn't work for me I back keep then. hearing amazing things about this game. It's, uh, it's phenomenal. I can't wait to go back and play have you, it. Have you played any roguelike games before? I, now I'm trying to think. I don't, maybe I haven't. There are, I don't know. Maybe they're not for you. Yeah, I don't um, know. But I, I, there's something about them when it clicks, that feeling of like, you know, because you and I talk a lot about how sometimes we'll have 20 minutes, 30 minutes to, mm-hmm. to play something oh, yeah. and that's it. And this is like the perfect bite-sized chunk game where like what you do on this run, if you fail, it really doesn't matter. It's yeah. not like, it's not pulling you back. Even failure is a benefit because you're putting resources into your overall uh, 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 character like everything yeah. you had is kind of like pooling together whether you do really well on a run or really poorly on a run so it encourages a little bit of experimentation and mm-hmm. exploration yeah it's a great game oh that's awesome yeah right? that's awesome so I've also been playing a new game wink it's not new but it's new now okay Age of Empires 3 oh. definitive edition so I am uh, as big of a Age of Empires fan as you can have. I, I legitimately think you may be one of the biggest Age of Empires fans I've ever met. You know what the saddest part about oh, ever met? Okay, that's entirely possible. But it's because I thought you were going to say like out there. I'm like, no, yeah, no, no, no. The no, sad no, part no. is I'm not good enough. Like, um, even though I am actively getting better 15 years later after the game came out. But um, I still will go back and play that game from time to time because it's a nice like, it's like when people do a puzzle or something like that. Sure. Like that's my version of doing a puzzle. Um, I love I love that comparison because it 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 
it removes, I mean, it's a similar to reason to why I go back and play Overwatch because mm. it takes that element of having to learn something. It's just, you can kind of almost shut your mind off yeah. a little bit and play it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, and it's still doing new things. And so this is a RTS. It was the first RTS I ever played. And, you know, what I will give Microsoft a lot of credit for is they're going back and redoing these games. Uh, well, Age wait, you you played specifically Age of Empires 2, I think, right? No, but I've been playing Age of Empires 3 mostly recently. Now, but I think 2 was like your... 2 is the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2 is yeah, the best yeah, yeah. one. But, but I, 3 I, is the one that you're playing now. Two, so they did Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition a couple years ago. Now they did Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition. Uh, 3 is kind of like a weird bastard child of that relationship of, of 1, 2, and 3, where people don't feel it's the best version. Uh, there's some things that they did like having hometowns that you have little cards you can play now that you kind of grind towards. But they created a Defender Edition and it's $20 on Steam right now. And it's and I what I will give them a ton of credit for is they've added two new civilizations, a bunch of new maps. The graphics are still a little weird, but like better. Like they've just, they've corrected so many things that they didn't have to do. And it really speaks about kind of a cool perfectionism about the, the whole company in general is that they're like, yeah, you know, like we're not going to make a ton of money off this. It's sure. more that like now we're giving you the best product possible and then hopes what you build is towards an Age of Empires 4. I hope so. That would be incredible. Um, but yeah, they've added Sweden and they added uh, Iroqu- Iroqu- no, uh, Incas. Sorry. Okay. And uh, and so it's just like they've just, I don't know. It's really, it's really cool. It's really smart. It's getting bombed down uh, with reviewers, which I don't even want to talk about, but whatever. So like, it's, it just, I would say that if you go back and look at the percentage of reviewers, then like the kind of positive scores and stuff like that, don't go back and look at that. It's been good. If you like Age of Empires 3, it's a really great progression. It's a better version of the game and it's a really great price. Now I want to ask you this, cause I don't think I spent a ton of time with Age of Empires 3. Okay. Ever. Uh, Age of Empires 2, I spent a shit ton of time with. Yeah. What worries me when you talk about something like Age of Empires 4 is that it takes influence from the RTS games that have come since. And I've never liked a real-time strategy game as much as I've liked Age of Empires 2. And part of it is the simplicity of that package. And it's just like resource collection. You build your base wherever you want. Mm -hmm. It all goes out. It doesn't try to get too cute with the different campaigns it's asking you to do. Um, Is Age of Empires 3 similar to that? Is it a very similar formula to Age of Empires 2? Incredibly, incredibly. It tried to progress on certain aspects. Yeah. And I think people people kind of, you know, still brush against it and they don't, they don't like that. But I would still say at its heart, it's still Age of Empires yeah. 2. It's just got some bonuses on there that you might not like. Oh, and so, how much did you say it was on Steam right now? 20. 20 bucks. Canadian. 20, Canadian. 20 bucks. Canadian. Yeah. So I, it's, I, I think it's kind of a no-brainer if you like that series, if you like that series of games that you should absolutely go back and see what they're doing. Well, because we we played Age of Empires 2 on this podcast yeah. uh, a while back. Yeah, and it, that's one of the few games that I continued to play after the podcast like would keep going back to it like you said like a puzzle is a great way to compare it Mm -hmm. where it just feels like you can turn off the worst parts of your brain and keep on the best part like the most like you can stay engaged without but you kind of just don't think of anything else you tunnel in to the resource management it's like putting on an old pair of shoes it just feels comfortable to sink back oh, into absolutely. i love it yeah no i find it very relaxing so i that's a no-brainer out there if you like those kind of games go back and out there it's on steam right now 20 bucks well there's a lot of no-brainers uh in in terms of enemies that you face in condemned criminal origins because oh, okay. you bash their fucking skulls nice. in every time you see them you were shaking your head as i was saying that were you i thought your segue was gonna go towards the boys 
because oh, everyone's heads blow up. We should talk about the boys yeah, a little bit maybe I'm, before I'm we get. Talk about the boys. Yeah. So heads up. Let's. We're just. We're gonna spoil it. I think it's. I think it's a, a, a time to spoil it. Yeah. yeah it's I, been I, ten days. I finished it. Uh, I'm assuming you finished it as yep. well. Otherwise, what are you even gonna be spoiling? What are you, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? What are you, stop um, it. Overall, before we get into the the nuts and bolts of it, what did you think of season two? Uh, I still enjoyed this season. I think it's really. I think it's a really great. Episode, uh, season of television. I don't think it's as good as season one. Same, yeah. Uh, I still enjoyed it. There was never moments where I'm like, Ugh, why am I watching this? Which yeah. I do with so many shows. For sure. Uh, I think it's I think it's interesting and there's so much of the universe that wants to expand and that there already is going to be another series of like a X-Men style, like uh, university style show. Where great, love New it. soups, great. I love it. And season three is going to start filming in January. So it's like, we are already working towards it. Okay, so I just, so spoiler alert completely. Yeah. Turn off the next five minutes. Did you see the end coming? Did you see the bad person being the young congressperson? Um, no, I didn't. No. I honestly didn't. I honestly didn't. And I still kind of don't understand what that means. I like it. Clearly it's something, something it, it's a, and this is one thing you, you either liked or didn't like about the boys season two is it's very much a commentary on what's going on now politically. Oh, yeah. um, I actually didn't like that it leans so heavily into that because I loved what I, one of the things I loved about the boys was it just felt like a good escape from mm. everything. Like it was very caricature esque painting, like you know the good and the bad of politics and all this. And this seemed like it it wanted to be everything that we're already experiencing every moment of every day right now. And I kind of want to just like detach from that a little bit, Yeah. but it's clearly saying like, whether you're on the, the left or the right or for this or for that, when it comes to the actual people in charge, it seems like what they're doing is in, is encouraging dissent because that makes them more powerful. Yeah. And like, and that's the kind of thing is like, if you try and make it like, this is my issue with the whole season is that if you try and, you know, paint this thing like Vaude is this evil company. What do they do? We're not even too sure. How do they make money? I also don't really get it yet. Like they kind of make movies and maybe, you know, energy drinks and stuff like that. And it's kind of a catch-all for all bad things. Sure. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I, I, this is, this is my issue with it. It's like, it's a very cynical show. That's totally yeah, fine. Yeah. You can be cynical, but you can't sell out every tenant of belief out of the show or everything doesn't matter. I, so, I, I totally get so that. So when my issue with this, when the young congressperson who's like an AOC type, like a progressive liberal turns out to be the evil villain, I'm like, okay, so wait, who am I, what's going on? Like, yeah. I just kind of hated it because it brought us back to like a neutral, which I, while very interesting, doesn't make me compelled to watch more of it Yeah. because there's no good or bad. Everything's okay. It's like, well, while that might be true in the world, uh, it doesn't make compelling television to me. So I kind of Especially it. with a comic book sort of theme. Like yeah. you need, you know, I talked about melodrama before, but like you need an element of melodrama when something is as extreme as this. You need to know who you're cheering yeah. for, kind of. Like, or at least at least give me options to care. But if everyone is just flat out fucking evil, yeah. except for Huey and Starlight, basically, yeah. and, and like Mother's Milk and, and, and Frenchie, like... It just, it, I, I get that. It got a little jumbled. I really felt like the last three episodes, maybe two, yeah, two or three episodes um, did too much too quickly. Mm. Uh, it just, like, once they started to talk about 
they've got ties to the Nazis and there's like the super, like the, 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 the all the soups are supposed to be like the new mega race and all yeah. that stuff. It was like, that happened so fast. <laughs> yeah. It ended up being kind of inconsequential. Yeah. Like Vought's whole plan got uprooted and like, it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. Like, like oh, I just, I don't know. Stormfront is supposed to represent like just this, this person who's able to, maintain or like she just seems like the thread of evil that 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 is able to hide among like pretend to be good but really be evil throughout history yeah and yeah it's just i I don't know what they're trying to say with her and what they're trying to do with her i just want to see more fucking homelander man he he is so fun to watch on screen you know he is the whole ending segment of him jacking off on top of a building (laughs) to like i can do whatever i want we're talking about an analogy like a powerful man jacking off all over us people looking off at him i'm like Yeah. yeah that feels that feels about right right now i legitimately thought he was gonna like come huge like oh, you're gonna yeah. see a bunch like of like a cum. hose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that'd be yeah, funny. Yeah. No, but yeah, I I agree with you. I think like the the only issue that you're gonna have is how many times can uh, can Carl Urban and Homelander be in the same room together and they both walk out? Right. So the issue is is like you you gotta watch the number of times these guys can be in the same room because also what is Homelander's motivation going forward? I understand these are things that are gonna be answered next season, and I'm really excited to because they're maybe like. I, I, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure that they know, like there are a ton of holes in the way that this show goes, like, like in terms of the way that it works out. I don't know that they have the answer to that question yet. Well, it's all in the comics. Like if you wanted to read the comics right now, there are so many versions. Oh, of okay, okay. So like they're introducing next season is like a, not Avengers type thing, but like a, a good group of superheroes that have been around for 50 years. Oh. And one of them is the main leader is soldier boy, which is a, uh, which is a Captain America oh, nice. character. Soldier Boy. Uh, so uh, Soldier Boy told him. And uh, so, no, I, I, so you're, I'd love to see more superhero superhero stuff. Sure. Because like when they introduced new superheroes, every time at that uh, asylum or whatever it was, yep. like, to jail. Yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, this is exciting. It's, it is exciting. So, I, you know, I, 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 I can't wait for the next season. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, but I definitely th- like the first season more. Yeah, I just, I worry, I think this happens a lot, especially in sci-fi, is the more you introduce, the more you have to kind of, like, do more yeah. to, to keep it exciting, yeah. and and the more you kind of unfurl that, the harder it is to put the toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah. Um, similar thing, we don't have to talk about it until you finished it, but Raised by Wolves, oh, I think, did okay. something very similar towards the end, where it just kind of unraveled a bit too quickly. Um, whereas the beginning was a very slow burn mm-hmm. in a good way. It just kind of really ramped up towards yeah. the end. And, and Well, I'm fairly sure we'll, t- we'll talk about that next week. I'm yeah, gonna, I, th- we'll I think so. Yeah. Next week yeah. Then. Okay, perfect. But instead, let's talk now about uh, Condemned Criminal oh. Origins, the game of the week. Condemned Criminal Origins. Criminal Origins. What are your Criminal Origins? Ooh. Like, what would you point back to as like a turning point in your life? Uh, I think it would probably be, uh, the time that my dad took me out to play baseball Okay, and, uh, and he was uh, me and my brother and he was lobbing those big soft balls at us Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we swung, like I, I took a swing with the baseball and he pitched it a little too hard and it hit my knuckle Yeah, and I got this really lumpy, like blood blister cut on it. Mm. And my brother and my dad both didn't care that I was crying. And, uh, I think at that moment I knew that I had to prove to them that I was a man from then on. Uh, and I would do things, uh, like, I don't know, beat up innocent people, um, jack off on top of buildings and say, I can do whatever I want, uh, explode people's heads, run for Congress. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, 
All those things. What, Interesting. What are your criminal origins? Uh, I think it was one I got spanked too many times. I started liking it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, crime daddy! I um, saw someone tweeted. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, they screenshotted a review of the movie Joker. Yeah, and it was uh, <laughs> it was five stars, and all it said in the review was, "This happened to my buddy Eric once." <laughs> Tremendous. Just, that fucking tickled me. I loved it. Oh my god! Um, how, how much do you know about this game, if anything? Nothing. So, have you seen any screenshots? You no. know. So let me kind Running of walk cold. you through as though, because I don't know how many people know about this game, but it is randomly. Uh, I, I did have someone reach out and recommend that we do oh. this game as as part of our uh, our our. Do we even mention it's retrograde? Oh, it's hashtag retrograde. It's hashtag retrograde part three. Oh my god, uh, part three of four. Um, yeah. but we uh we we had a recommendation that we take a look at this game. Um, I'll look up the person's name in a little bit. I, I don't have it on me, but I think it has a pretty good standing in terms of the public opinion okay. it's a very gritty game mm. you'll like kind of the noir serial killer style to it Ooh. you play as uh ethan howard ethan thomas Hunt. ethan thomas ethan, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah um who is a uh, uh uh he he runs like a he uh, he's an investigator mm. with the the police oh, as you do he investigates murders yeah um and he's he's on the hot on the trail of serial killer x which wow. is a very, I can't believe they actually, that seems like a placeholder name. Yeah. It's not. Um, and, and he's the 22nd serial killer or something. Like yeah. That? Yeah. He just go to, oh, <laughs> yeah. he's on X. He's on X. He's on 10. Great. Yeah. Um, no. So, so he's basically, uh, he's been following a serial killer. So he's, he's following patterns and things like that, but there's something going on with like the world, which is kind of mystical as well mm. as, as he kind of goes through and, and does these searches. There's an element of exploration similar to like the arc, like the Batman Arkham series okay. where you can scan fingerprints nice. and do this. So you're you're you are analyzing crime scenes and it feels very dark and gritty. But the key takeaway from this game, which I remember quite a bit and I think is is what it's remembered best for, is that it's a first person shooter, but the focus is melee as opposed to shooting. Oh. And the I remember the combat being incredibly visceral. Like you'll you'll grab a piece of rebar, which is why I made my name Mike, Mike Rebar. Very good. Arrowhead. That's yeah. a callback. It is a callback from, from the wall and like that's what you used to hit and you swing and the, the enemies react very, like when you bludgeon them, they mm -hmm. like, they're they're hurt and they stumble back and this was on the verge of the Xbox 360. Please, I have a family. Yeah, exactly. oh, I'm not no. even a bad guy. I'm just sleeping here. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and I remember the feeling of attacking and fighting using melee as opposed to to, to guns yeah. was new. It was done in like uh, uh, the Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay. Do you, I don't know if you remember that. No, I you never, never played that? the Chronicles of Riddick. Do you Riddick. remember Riddick though, the, the movies? Oh yeah, Vin Diesel. With Vin Diesel, yeah. yeah. There was a really, really good video game based really? on it. Really? Honestly? Oh, add that to the list. Maybe one of the best uh, movie video games of all time. Wow. Uh it was that feels like a month of games that we're going to do one time the only thing is is it, it took the fr uh, we have to do that at yeah. some point yeah. yeah uh it took the franchise and it wasn't like specifically a movie but it did have a big emphasis on melee combat from the first person mm. and that came out the year before in 2004 but this game uh 2005 still felt really really good 
And I think it's going to live and die off of whether or not the combat still feels visceral. But like <laughs> two thousand five with a piece of rebar in its head. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know what? It's cool. Like I, I mentioned, rebar and you can rip it out of the walls. But like you improvise weapons a lot in this game. Oh, okay. So you can like rip the door off of a locker and like that's what you use. But Jesus. that's obviously not as powerful as like a lead pipe or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like um, um, wow, similar, cool. similar to like Last of Us, where you you get those weapons yeah. and some of them have a lot more of an impact than the mm-hmm. other ones do, but they all break. Even even the the use of guns in this game, I remember being incredibly interesting, where you, if an enemy has a gun, like the, the, it's got one clip and that's it. There's no reloading, oh. right? So the enemy, if they that's shoot cool. you four times and there's seven bullets in their clip, then when you pick up their gun, you have- Three bullets. Did I say four? You said four. Yeah. So four you to thir- seven. So you have three, three bullets left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, I do the scores on this game. I'm good at the math. Yeah, yeah, yeah please- don't let me do the math ever. <laughs> um, or if you kill him before he t- gets a shot off, you'll have seven. Wow. Like it actually keeps track of those sorts That's of things. That's cool. That's and really then cool. when your when your uh, weapon runs out of ammo, you can use it as like a, a melee. You can bludgeon yeah. them with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, so that's little cool. things like that. Um, the game wasn't remembered incredibly fondly by critics. Like it wasn't rated that well. It had about an eighty-one uh, percent average rating on what? Jane fondly. Oh, Jane fondly. Yeah. You're uh, uh, Jane. It wasn't remembered that good, Ollie. Jane Goodally? Yeah. <laughs> was there, remember that Dr. Jane Goodally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think Muhammad was the Goodally fighter. I, I would agree with yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where would we take that after that? I, I'm terrified. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I say something that has something to do with like something. I was going to joke about the representation of Ali or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're not. like, please don't, please don't get into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not um, really, but yeah, you know. But I, I do think that uh, that you're you're going to really like the the overall story and atmosphere. Like yeah. being on the hunt of a serial killer, like Zodiac, for example, is one of your favorite movies. Like one of my favorite movies. You're you're never going to work with the journalists in this movie or in this game, but no. you are the detective that's hot on the hot, you're hot not on gonna, the trail. You're not going to follow around the cartoonist that life spirals out of yeah. control <laughs> as he's pursuit of the Zodiac. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? Robert Downey Jr. at the end of that movie is like living off an oxygen tank on a houseboat. Yeah, and I'm like always like. Half of that seems really cool. <laughs> I'm like, that's how sad my life is. He's playing Pong on a houseboat. And I'm like, I don't know. There's worse ways to die. Uh, give me an oxygen tank. If I can spend the life of, spend my life on a houseboat playing Pong, like, oh I'm, my God, I'm good with that. It sounds so yeah. good. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you know what this sounds like? It sounds like the best version of Ellie Noir. Our favorite punching bag of all time. Yeah, which eventually we will have to do as well we on this podcast. absolutely are. Yeah, it's we just <laughs> need the right time party. to do it. Um, yeah. There's got to be an anniversary or something of it coming up. Yeah, I know it's already on Switch or something like that. Yeah, it, it was re-released on the Switch. Because um, <laughs> the Switch owners were demanding that's it. The th- who was asking for that <laughs> game on the Switch? I don't Switch? know. There was somebody on Twitter, and I'll, I'll, I'll also find that person's name. I, f- I forget, but I... I kind of was mocking L.A. Noir, <laughs> and and then they go like, "I don't get it," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I just I'm not a fan of this game. I I think what's so frustrating. It's you know the worst part is there's bad games and you just forget about them and you just go, oh, what a bad yeah. game. So yep. fuck it over there. The problem with L.A. Noir is there's so much potential for me to love this game. Like it's set up for me, and so when it disappoints me, it hurts me. It hurts me so bad. I want to keep dragging it and punching it in the head yeah. as much as possible. Yeah, so for all time. Person, for this all poor time. person was like, I don't get it, and I'm like, it just didn't have it didn't have it had potential, and uh, I just uh, didn't enjoy it. And they're like, they're like, well, I loved it. I'm like, well, that's great. Well, this is fantastic. <laughs> this has been fun. This has been entertaining for everyone watching. 
project. Yeah, two yeah. strangers. Um, so this game, uh, it was it was uh, developed by Monolith Productions. It was published by Sega. Uh, I don't know if you saw it over the weekend, but on Steam, the it was Sega's uh, 60th anniversary. So wow. basically, every Sega property, uh, even some that you wouldn't realize are Sega properties, yeah. are on sale right now. I didn't realize that this was published by Sega until I went to go buy it, and yeah. it was like you can get it for five bucks. I'm like, that so is many fantastic. Incredible arcade titles were released oh my god Sega. yeah like it, all the all my memories of like a Chuck E. Cheese or independent arcades yep or Dave and Buster's or whatever are like Sega pops up in the original and you're like really time crisis I you're think, like or whatever I think the Dreamcast had a big arcade vibe to it and that's one of the mm. reasons I really loved it as well you it was kind of like the on the tail end of that of that era like when that was what made games good it was very fun it was very action oriented Sonic and Tails, Sonic and, Sonic <laughs> and Tails. <laughs> hey Sonic Adventure turns out not that great but when I first played it yeah. was phenomenal yeah yeah it's too bad we can't use the character Knuckles anymore because it's a very famous sectax but alright Knuckles is? yeah what does that mean? I think you could put it together is it like you're like you, like you cut off the other person's fingers. Uh huh. You're getting there. Uh, and then you stitch them back together. Right. And then you get them to stick a digit up your a, a hole. Anyone. Oh, an orifice. And then when yeah. they pull it out because the stitches were new, mm-hmm. it removes the finger. Yeah. And then you got a bunch of knuckles up in your guts. Wow. Okay, yeah. That's, man, you've got it. You yeah, it. That's I incredible. figured that would be it. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, no, I've done that. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Why what do you think I, I'm, I'm just squirming yeah. in my seat? Like, yeah. it's very uncomfortable. It's still up there. Yeah. Got a bunch of, when I, when like I, cousin it. when I twerk, it sounds like someone's rolling dice. <laughs> um, so I don't want to say too, too much more about this game because uh, I think we'll get into it pretty quickly when we do start to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said, though, had a fantastic experience playing this game. Uh, as a kid, the combat worked very well for me. Uh, it was very scary. It was very atmospheric. And that's mm. why we're doing it as part of hashtag retro grave. Yeah. Um, remember back when we were talking, I think it was in the original February that we okay. did. Um, we talked about the scariest moments in gaming history for us. Yes, we did. This game Lavender had one down. of those moments. Lavender right. Town for you. Yeah, yeah Lavender God. Town, man. The music's scary. Fucking ghosts are everywhere. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Don't joke. I just had this picture of you playing, like, I played so much Pokemon in broad daylight on, like, the... uh, The Back of a school bus. Yeah, and I just picture you just on the back of a school bus just shivering. (laughs) Some kid turns to the bus driver, like, Andrew's doing it again. (laughs) You goddamn kids, get out of Lavender Town. (laughs) Go to Emerald or something nicer. Uh, But didn't we have, like, wasn't it, like, Riley, who was also like, what's one of your scariest moments? He's like, Lavender Town. I'm like... Thank you. He did say something yeah, about that. Like, yeah, yeah. Not, Riley Little, who manages the uh, the Walmart.ca uh, Twitter account. Yeah, but you also were talking about the shark and Banjo Kazooie. That, but he also agreed with yeah, me on I that was one. Say, Listen, maybe the, he's just very uh, acceptable. Like, yeah, I think like, he just can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> good job, Mikey. Good job, Andrew. Lavender Town. Can you imagine the shark and Banjo Kazooie in Lavender Town? No, I could not. No, I could not. Scary. That would be very scary. Yeah. Uh, at Riley Little on Twitter, give him a follow. He's a he's a good boy. He's a he's a real good boy. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to give this one a shot. Uh, I, I it, it it for some reason left a really big lasting impression on me. Yeah, sounds uh, like it. it. Yeah, and and I I played a ton of it. I beat it. the The story was really fucking confusing, um, it, because it went kind of uh, like mythical almost. Like ah. it, it, it involved like magic realism Is in it a like weird Netflix, way. Netflix's Bright. It's. 
nothing can be that good, but like it, it was, it was very much like Will Smith is in it. Uh, yeah, Will Smith is in it. Yeah, uh, Joel Edgerton, a really good actor. Yeah, inexplicably in put him in a bunch of makeup. Pounds of makeup. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what's what was his name? Max. Uh, what's the screen? Domi. Name? Yeah, Max Domi. Uh, no, Max, uh, famous screenwriter's son. Okay, I'm gonna look it up afterwards. But whatever. He's he's a monster. He's like an asshole. And uh, it's when part of I think it was the Sony leaks or one of the emails got leaked, and he was writing about Bright and going like, "Man, this is my Star Wars. Like you don't oh, you don't no. understand." He's like, "There is so there, this is the first of many." And you're like, "Yeah, okay, we saw it. No, we're hey, good. Yeah, not not quite a bright spot on his career. Yeah, <laughs> hey, oh. no, but this game did. It had one of the scariest moments uh, I ever remember. There's a scene in a mall, and you go in. It's an abandoned mall. There, it's all very like derelict buildings and everything that you're that you're going in in this game. You can derelict like my balls i knew you were thinking about it i knew you were thinking about it um and you enter this mall and it's abandoned it's like a department store and there's mannequins everywhere and you see in the distance one of the mannequins just starts walking away and you're like what the fuck and then you start looking around you're like any one of these mannequins can be like a person oh my god and there's like these psychopaths who are hiding as mannequins and as you get close to them they like it's really like jesus that that was one of the scariest moments i've had in a game um. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of Will Smith earlier. Yeah. I am Legend. I know you are, but what am I? Thank you. And so he has a, that. Man- I am a robot. So he has the mannequins <laughs> that he kind of like puts out, and then all of a sudden, one of the mannequins is out in the in the. Oh public. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Not a very memorable movie, to be honest. In a lot of ways. I liked but- it. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So memorable to Mikey. Uh, it's out. And uh, he's like, how did you get out here? How did you do that? And he's yelling because he's losing his mind, right? But to show that he's losing his mind, they cut two frames out so it looks like the uh, mannequin moves. And so in a lot of people in the theaters or at home think they're seeing an optical illusion or it's playing on them a little bit, but uh, they're this, they're doing it to you, oh, which that's I've cool. always thought about a lot. So you just brought it out for the mannequins. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's similar, except the mannequins do actually move. Oh, except they actually um, attack you actively. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we'll get to that point in the Today's game when special? we play it. Murder. <laughs> Today's special. That's a Canadian classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today's special is a classic where a mannequin comes to life at night. Heads up. It's a children's show, not a horror movie. And, <laughs> Canadian uh, television was fucking weird. Yeah, and it was like, I think a woman was like there with him and they would like get into antics yeah. at an abandoned mall. Yeah. Uh, no, that, not, not abandoned. It was just... Yeah, but closed night. them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was today, today special. Today's special. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah, it was, uh, hopefully. Um, <laughs> go back and Google that. Yeah. Yeah. Today's special had a great theme song, and the guy that played the mannequin later in life, I saw play the Phantom and Phantom of the Opera. No way. Yeah. Two spooky characters, one intentionally, one unintentionally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it never made me look at the, it never allowed me to look at mannequins the same way ever no. again. I was rampantly attracted yeah. to them. <laughs> Their genitalia-less bodies. <laughs> so smooth. So smooth. Reminds me of, uh, of Raised by Wolves. Yeah. Makes me want to touch all those genitals. <laughs> Just, yeah. So smooth. So smooth. Uh, hopefully the gameplay that we're about to experience is pretty smooth as well. Yeah, Carlos I, Santana. I Thomas. <laughs> smooth. This, they are my black magic woman. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm excited, man. I, I, I'm excited for you I to give too. this game a shot. You know what's so funny? It's I'm actually kind of disappointed I've never played it up until this point because everything you described, I'm like, oh, I'm going to love this game. Yeah, oh, it's, love this it's, game. and I hope it holds up because it, it, the gameplay may be dated and if it is, it's just not going to play that well. Yeah. But I remember it feeling like when you swung a pipe at someone, it felt like you were swinging a pipe at someone and awesome. there's nothing I wanted to do more than <laughs> yeah, swing a pipe at someone. <laughs> I, you know, like it's so funny with the modern houses and like apartments and condos and whatever that we live in. I kind of look around and go, 
Where's all my pipes? Like, where's my pipes? <laughs> That's a good question. Because in my old, in old houses in like basements, there was pipes. They're actively pipes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now it's like, they've done a such a good job of making everything look clean. They're like, I don't, where would I get my pipe to attack my intruder with? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I'd have to do the thing where you punch into the drywall. Yes. And pull something out. Yeah. yeah. So all Saturday, what I'm going to do is go around with a stud finder <laughs> and just go like, that must be a pipe. That must be a pipe. Are you going to put it on your chest at any point? <laughs> yeah. And be like, found him. <laughs> be like prison break, right? Tattoo it to my body. And I go, no, no, the stud finder. Oh <laughs> yeah. Just like found him. Yeah. I Every dad that. has to do that when oh, they pull out God. a stud finder. I got to, you know, I got to impress whoever I'm with. You know, your like player one. My player one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. She's she's been promoted. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one player in this game as well. Oh it's uh it's it's not co-op. Okay. Uh, I think the sequel may have had some co-op elements. So um, that's good. We'll we'll be able to narrate each other's game. I'm excited to play this game, man. Let's do it. Let's you know what? Let's table everything else. Yep. We'll go find some pipes in the wall okay. and we'll beat up our gameplay console with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. Absolutely. Yeah, well, how did Mario travel to another world? Wait, there's no pipes around. <laughs> God damn it. All right, let's go play this. See game. on the other side. Uh, normal? Normal. What do you usually play your games on? Normal. Yeah, same. If I've never played the game, normal. That's the way it was intended to be played. Look at that cell phone. I miss Nokia so much. cell phone. I've been considering getting one of those. Like an old... Like a burner? (laughs) Yeah, I want to sell drugs more often. (laughs) It is... So we were saying off mic, uh, the intro and everything looks a lot like... um, uh, seven, the seven. movie Seven. Yeah, David this, Fincher's movie. Yeah. yeah, this game is. Uh, uh, they they say often was influenced by Seven and Silence of the Lambs. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. The, yes, because we're doing the intro, like you know, Warner Brothers presents. It is exactly like Seven's intro. Yes, of like all the crime scene photos and his writings, John yep. Doe's writings and stuff like like it's a rip off, like one for one. Oh my god, they used razor blades there. That's exactly that is literally the opening. Holy god! Wait. I'm surprised no one got sued. Pulling up, so you're pulling up to a crime scene. Yeah. I remember the graphics. I thought they were amazing yeah. back when I played it, but it's that typical like Xbox 360 sort of uh, era of uh, of graphics where it was just like a weird skin going over everyone's face. Yeah, it, it looks like everybody is leather face. They just have, are wearing, everyone's wearing a mask of like an emotionless person. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Leather face is a good way to say it. Yeah, but he's got a huge earpiece in, eh? I think that's just his ear. No, oh really? No, he's got. Oh no, that is an earpiece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's plugged to his huge ass Nokia brick cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going into a crime scene uh, where a serial killer probably just did his business. (laughs) What? And business is good. (laughs) So there's a typical action button. I like this kind of Law and Order, like duck under the tape, duck under the tape, Jerry Orbach. Wow, the graphics look so good. They're not terrible. Like the details in the environments aren't bad. And that's a huge element to this. No, but it's something spatial about it that I really like. That like feels very... Well, we're in a real? like almost like a crawl space kind of. Yeah. And uh, and it's very claustrophobic. This whole game is very claustrophobic. So we're going by a wall that's got a bunch of notches on the door, which I think is very interesting. Ooh, maybe someone's being murdered. They're doing this thing though where I have to follow behind this guy and he walks super slow. And uh, and oh. it it's just it's obnoxious. Like you a can't rat past him. the size of a cat just popped out of the door there. <laughs> like, oh my god, one of those subway New York rats. It really makes our lives easier uh, as police in this game when all the hallways that you can go down are blocked off, except yeah. exactly where you need to go. I like how the police guy that's uh, leading you is not going like, hey. Maybe we should check behind something. <laughs> Somebody's clearly uh, you know barricaded this yeah, uh, hallway. Yeah. 
I'll just sit there, no gun, just a uh, flashlight, and the flashlight goes out. Flashlight goes out. Do not out. like this trope. I hate when they do this in movies. When, have you ever had a flashlight that's gone out on you? Well, it, it, never, but number of times I've actually used a flashlight in my life. Oh, like, I use them all the time. Why do you use a flashlight all Well, because time? it gets dark when I have to go into the forest to bury things. <laughs> you know, I will say it's like, that whole trope is dead because all of our phones have really powerful That's, flashlights yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they will never go out. Yeah, like, yeah. Because as long as your your camera has a flash on it. I, man, the character models are not as bad as, no. as we initially is thought. Is this a remake? No, this is... This, this, is, is, this is really good. From 2005. Oh, mannequin. I hate the mannequins. Oh. But yeah, there, there is this thing where the killer keeps setting up these like stages almost. Like people are watching. Yeah, oh, and he cut the, the faces off of them. Yeah, it's real creepy. Okay, so you were talking earlier about Seven. Yes. This has got just like, I can't, like not even an homage, just straight rip. It's straight, yeah. So we walk into this room and there's a, like a banquet table set up with a mannequin and the dead body of a woman tied up is, uh, yeah, with a chain, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's a terrible way to go. So now we got like a laser that oh. detects evidence. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> that my forensic tool just collects evidence. This is so dumb. I know. But I love it. It's it's literally ghost detection stuff. Like it's ghost detection, and it's so paint by numbers. Like it's yeah. you just press T or, or the action button. It brings up a uh, like a, a tool. You see a highlighted yeah. thing. You take a picture of that thing, and that's you collecting evidence. Like not very fun, but it does progress story beats that way. Yeah. Yeah, like you need a catch-all. You can't yeah. actually do forensic stuff. You know, I think about it all the time because in my first year of university, um, CSI was by far the most popular show on television. Yes. Like it was getting like twice what number two was and the number of forensics majors oh, I, in I university bet. skyrocketed. Yeah. And people like didn't know what to do with them because they were like, well, there's not that many forensics jobs. Also, it's nothing it's like television. nothing like that. That's I remember studying law. It was very similar where, where the first thing anyone would say is... Uh, Hey, by the way, this isn't like what you've seen on TV, especially yeah. in Canadian law. You can't even stand up when you're talking. No. This is not a few good men. No, like, not even I mean? close. I, you know, and the other one is uh, paleontology and archaeology after Jurassic Park. Oh, I went bet. Up huge. I bet. Yeah. I wanted to be an archaeologist when I was a kid because well, of Jurassic Park. Yeah, I, got, I was big into dinosaurs. Oh, and he tells me to be oh, careful. I wasn't okay. planning on yeah, it. No, no, that's but good. But you know I'm what? Glad, that is yeah. good advice, actually. Yeah, I'm glad you reminded us of that. Hey, agent. Remember, yep. be as reckless as humanly possible. I planned on it. Why do you think I got into the force in the first place? <laughs> now what the fuck do you do? Question. You know what's funny? It's always one of these parts of survival games where you it takes you out of the game when I go, okay, wait, what do I do now? And you're yeah, not yeah. scared what, anymore? What is it trying to get me you're to just do? just frustrated? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, saw another guy. So they do give you an opportunity. I know it's the first level, but they do give you an opportunity to find these people first. Like he's they they use this trope a lot because what Andrew's talking about is you'll see in in uh, like ahead of you someone run across a hallway yeah. or a shadow move or something, and a that doorway kind of or cues you to know someone's in there. But they do that a lot, and I think the reason they do it is to keep you on edge. Like that's that's purposely done to scare you. And I know there's someone down oh, that. There's way. someone there because that door. Wait, was that just door was open. That door was open earlier, and now it's closed. <laughs> this, this is really fucking. This creepy. is kind of spooky. So Andrew's going down this hallway. There's an open door into. It's it's very dilapidated. This is not a great building. Break glass. To, yeah, no, no. This is in disarray. It's absolutely in disarray. Used to be a Price Waterhouse Cooper. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. So it's just a, it's basically your your uh, supervisor's giving you an introduction on weapon types. He's yeah. like, this fire axe is slower, do a lot of damage. 
pipes are quicker. If that's <laughs> Can you imagine true. your boss practically <laughs> talking to you about you like that? Like, like at this point, like why, why not just wait, like cover the exits at the bottom of the building. Right. Like, that's, that's a very good point. This is, he's very much, the boss is like, look, we're in a video game. So we got to do things my way. <laughs> Andrew just tased him pretty hard. <laughs> And then still took an axe to him. Still took an axe. Yeah, the, the tase isn't going to kill him, but it will let you get in a free swing or two. Just like real life. That's yeah, what. exactly. Just keep that in mind. It's an educational lesson, guys. <laughs> hmm. We just got turned around a little bit. The, oh, oh, there's just an enemy waiting at the end of a hole. <laughs> so Andrew tase. Oh, oh shit, there's someone one. in front of him, too. <laughs> oh, God. Which one do you want first? Oh, man. Why is this guy wearing, like, a... Goggles. He's got, like, <laughs> steampunk. And weird ragdoll physics when you kill them. You just, like, kick them flying up into the air. Also, our flashlight is starting to suck balls. Yeah. And I think that's intentional to try and be spooky. It's a lot of photos. As someone's taking photos of us. Like, a lot of Like, photos. 20, 30. And this is before the era of digital cameras, probably, too. Yeah, based on our Nokia, yes. Oh, so we're in, uh, it looks like we're in a forensic area. It just told us that there's... Oh, there's photos yeah. of us. So we're going to take photos of the photos. Oh, that's pretty this artistic. It's uh, pretty artistic. You should check his Instagram again. <laughs> photos of photos. This is like American Beauty level of taking a video of, of a, a plastic of a bag. bag. Yeah. yeah. Ah! Welcome back to the retrograde. Uh, that was the scariest thing I've so literally ever heard. Oh, it's the scariest. I'm so scary. Were you scared of the game? There were, well, you know, okay, so here's the, here's the issue I have, is that you and I are not pop-out scare boys. No, I'm, I, and we've been very, very... On the record? Very on the record <laughs> yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah, do yeah. not like pop-out scares. No. If you pop out and you scare me, yeah. I'll fucking shit my pants <laughs> right near you and you gotta deal with it. You know who I don't like? Poppin' Fresh. Too much popping out. I no. don't even like my own dad because I have to call him Papa. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't like the comedian Tom Papa. <laughs> yeah, with what we call soda here, pop. Ah, ah what no, the fuck do no. you just do? No, I like my corn regular and not popped at all. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, you know when I had zits? Yeah. I just leave them. Ugh. All the whiteheads, just leave them. Because if I <laughs> popped them? Oh, no, that's a pop out. Uh, you know, you know what? This game relies on pop-out scares mostly for its scares. Uh, what? No, you disagree? No, well, I mean, it, it seemed, I kind of remembered it for that, but yeah. I, it seems more just atmospheric. It always tells you when there's people around. Well, no, no. Okay. Wait a second. Yeah. Some, most of the time, most of the time. Yeah. 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 I, yeah it yeah, does. Yeah. Like you'll see a person, you know, run through your, you know, line of view or something like that. And then you go, Oh, there's somebody coming up, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. Spooky. But then in kind of, you'll hear at the end there, I think was that somebody came up behind us Yes, and you're like, well, I'm not sure what I was supposed to do. Yes. Here. You know, um, I, like we were saying, I bet if you played with headphones, it would be, It'd be a bit different. It would be scarier first of all, but it would also be, you'd be more prepared for the people that are around you. Right. Um, I don't think video games have a bigger leap to make atmospheric horror instead of a movie horror because a movie is like, oh, those are real people. Those are like my regular life. Right. And you see, you know, horrible situations they're put in. You go, oh, that's, I couldn't imagine that. But there is a little bit of a, you know, uncanny valley to this thing where if they put it in a video game, you kind of go, well, it's a video game. I, I you know? know what you mean. Yeah. I, I totally get it. And I, I don't know how to put that into words necessarily because I've been very scared by video games before, right. but this one just wasn't scaring me. 
See, I think morally and ethically video games can scare me with decisions you have to make. Like, I think Bioshock's actually a very scary game. Yeah. Because you see the results of people making poor decisions. Sure. Like the splicers and things like that. But this game where it's like a cop, like, looking at bad crime. Yeah. Seven is much scarier than yes. this game. Yes. You know, which is which is a one-to-one. I, but still, I've... I've been afraid in games of like suspense and atmospherically mm. like I've been afraid by what's around the corner yeah. and and I just wasn't feeling it as much in this game. I think a lot of it did have to do with the fact that we're trying to record a podcast and right. talk while it's happening. But Fatal Frame scared me a lot more than this game. Did. Fatal Frame was much scarier. Than this yeah. Game. Yeah. And it's but you know what? I'm kind of OK with it because if it's an atmospheric horror game, if, if it's supposed to be scary based on your environment, then of course, if you're not fully engaged in it mm-hmm. your mind's not playing tricks on you you're yeah. not like you're not letting it wash over you in the way that it would need to which i think is a better form of horror than mm. just jumping like pop out scares for no reason see i know and i agree with you and i actually think you know as much as i you know stated earlier and during the game that i'm not a fan of the fact that the supernatural and realistic yes. are now combining i don't like that either scaring the hell out yeah. of me i think this actually was not that bad because you have these moments where you know uh, big burly henchmen are coming out to swing a pipe at you yeah. or something like that. And, and his name like, was Burly. Yeah, it's like Burly and uh, Larry, Beef, Beefy, L- Larry and, and Moly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are all coming to attack you with, uh, you know, solid objects. And that's scary. But then you also have these cutscenes or moments where, you know, your mind is kind of, you're losing your yeah, mind Yeah, 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 yeah. And those can be scary. And I actually think in conjunction, those can be very scary because like, you know, level to level, a guy going, ah, and you're like, ah, <laughs> you know, what, what, oh my God, this was scary. And then having the moments of like building a bigger uh, dread on top of that, it actually could work. It, it you know could, I mean? and I know it definitely yeah. did work on me. Okay. And I, I know what you're, you're saying as well, where it's not yeah. the same type of thing it's throwing at you mm. over and over again. It's constantly, you're just questioning like, how am I supposed to be? How is this expecting me to feel right now? Yeah. And, and I think it does a good job of that by differentiating the ways in which it tries to get into your head. Yeah. You know, you walk into the crime scene and you see this very elaborate tableau where a mannequin is sitting eating dinner yeah. with a strangled human being lying at the the base of a chair, yeah. right? Like that's scary in, in like you said, a moral sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it will have something where you're walking down a dark hallway and your flashlight goes off and it turns on, you see someone run across a hallway. Like yeah. it's always keeping you on your toes and always changing it. It's the P90X of horror. It's trying to make it so your body <laughs> just activating doesn't... all senses. Yeah, firing exactly. All at once. Exactly. You know what? And I actually am okay with that as an idea of yeah. saying like, there's practical horror of, Oh, there's somebody out there. Ah, there they are. Right. And then there's another one of you're losing your mind you're seeing demons yes that you know i think that's always the scariest one because you know uh you know somebody might attack me that's a realistic thing like yep. i might leave your condo today and someone might attack me that's a realistic part i might it. attack you in here yeah you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely but it's the one that you don't see coming is the one that's more scary the one that you can't fight back sure you know sure and so i think fighting those two together is kind of a nice I don't know. I think there's a real, even though it might have not been fully successful in this, Yeah, I think it's a really cool idea that could be explored in the future. I, I like what you bring up there about not being able to engage with the things that are scaring yeah. you. And I think that that's one of the things this, this game does really well. It's an interesting yeah. choice it makes where, like we kept talking about, two enemies engage with you, or you see two. One of them runs away. Yeah. You kill the first one, and you know somewhere else is somewhere, someone else is somewhere in there, and you, you can't get rid of that threat. Yeah. It's just there. It's present. That's a really interesting choice. Oh, for sure. Make. You know what's the scariest thing? Smart AI. 
Yeah, yeah, and I, I, true. Like, honest to God, this AI actually was pretty good yeah. at fighting back. It didn't just run at you. No, it yeah. was like, oh, open the door, hide. Yeah. And then, you know, you know what I did both times? I was the one going like, well, wait, is, it, is he still... Is he still there? Yeah. And I would duck my head out and then get smacked by a pipe. Yeah. And I'm like, God, that's really good. It's, it's really good. And especially for a game from 2005, the combat didn't feel quite as as chunky as I no. wanted it to, yeah. but it wasn't bad. Like the, the blocking and the timing of your hits. I think about, you know, even comparing it to something like Dark Souls, where so much of it is simplistic combat. It's yeah. basically two-button combat, but you're able to time everything you're doing properly and it's more about the timing and rhythm of it yeah. uh, and interacting with what the enemy is doing i i did find it kind of satisfying i think it would get stale after a couple hours oh, for but, sure yeah would. no i i what i liked about it and actually what my might be my overarching like takeaway from this is this would be the greatest um and help me with the term terminology here but like the greatest uh 3d Visor oh, like game of all time vr game yeah. of all time very much so yeah something like this would be petrifying absolutely yeah you're looking in the flash you have a flashlight in one hand and a yep. pipe in the other yep. and you're just kind of looking and scrolling the whole time because it felt like that and actually what the you're right about the chunkiness because i didn't feel like the enemy and i were on the same plane yes yes like you do in vr games right where you're like i know i'm an avatar i don't care but you're okay with that but when you have a, a controller you know a mouse and keyboard in your hand you, do, you want that authenticness. Yeah. I want to be in the middle of it. Yeah. It felt like more like a 3D game, a VR game, and I, th I think that would be a very successful one. You know what I, I think helped a lot, honestly? Like, this sounds uh, uh, like it wouldn't be much of a factor, but the vibration in a controller mm. versus playing with the mouse and yeah. keyboard made a big difference because when you made contact, there was that tactile feel of it. Yeah. Um, overall, like, I honestly, it didn't age as poorly as I thought. No. I think the, the story is very generic yeah. and, and it, yeah. it, it hurts, you know, you're, you're following a serial killer, your partner gets killed, you wake up, the cops are after you. Like, I feel like I played that story a bunch yeah. of times, but I do remember the story being kind of interwoven and it being interesting where you, your protagonist was following a serial killer. You're brought on the case because the murder that happened is follows that MO. And then later in the story, you actually find the serial killer you were searching mm -hmm. dead. And then it's a matter of like, well, then what's happening? Like, what? How is it? Like, it it engaged me enough, and I would be interested enough to go back to it uh, and and try it again. And and I don't think the story would be so much of a detriment that I'm like, well, I'm not I'm not going to play this because I I, I want to skip the cutscenes and all this. Like, it was engaging enough. Yeah. Like, I, I think I think I'm there for. No, it. I think their biggest mistake that they made was giving the villain, the overarching villain of the whole story, a personality, a face, and a name so early on. Because you're like, oh, it's just this guy? Like, I think when you keep things unknown, which is a really good method for horror movies, horror games, and stuff like that, that's scary. Sure. When is this guy going like, I know your name, and I'm going to find you. It's like, well, I don't want... It's just a guy. Yeah. Kill this guy. You yeah. know what I mean? What are we doing here? Yeah, I, I get that, yeah. You know, so I just... I like the idea. Like, unless unless we find out at the end, this guy has been dead the whole time. There, there are a couple twists and turns where I can't remember if the guy who's approaching you in the beginning, I believe he does end up being killed he's not like the main okay, villain yeah I, I can't remember off the top of my head but i know you end up with a choice basically where the guy who encroaches on your apartment like you wake up and he's there yeah has the killer tied up in the trunk of his car Ooh. and you have to make a choice on whether to kill him but the ultimate like the mm. last boss of this game which i found absurd and stupid the devil? was 
was based honestly it was it was hate oh, it was no. hate come on yeah yeah and you have to kill this like shadowy figure it was that it was really sucks. stupid yeah 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 it's it's, it's kind of just an overwrought idea where like evil can be something very simple yes you know what i mean but but them having power over you is usually unknown and undetermined and that's what makes it scary right but if it's just like hey i'm jim i'm a former you know criminal i'm gonna kill you it's like yeah. that's not as scary i know as the guy that's just tormenting you. Yeah, but so. given given what we played, though, yeah. I think maybe we get into our, oh, yeah, our reviews. So, so typically what we do, like I said, is we take a look back at the games that we played as kids. We mm -hmm. give them these reviews uh, as we remember them in the in, back when we played them. Because, Andrew, you haven't had experience playing this game as a kid, you're going to give your first review, which is out of four bits, based on what you think you would have liked this game yeah. or how much you would have liked this game as a kid. I'm going to rate it as I remember it, and then we'll rate and review the games as they stand in the modern day, also at a four bits each. So why don't you start with what you think you would have thought of this game uh, back in the, uh, in, in your little childhood. Well, so your the problem little, is... little, 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 very little childhood. Stop saying how little I It's am. just, a, it was a little childhood and no. you were a little baby boy. No, I, I was a large muscular baby boy. <laughs> you um, were a very strange looking muscular <laughs> yeah, boy was, and your I, mom hated you for I it. I was a traveling circus child. <laughs> no, okay, so this game came out in 2004? Five. Five. Yeah. So I would Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay came out in 2004. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, Those yeah, two yeah. just you in my idiot. head. Oh yeah. my God. So the problem is I would have been 19 at this time that okay. this game came out. So it's, and I bring that up because it would have been very different if this game came out in 1997. Okay. You know, my age of perception of playing this game would very much change sure. as the as the older I got because in at 19, I would have been a lot more interested in a game like this. I, in university, because I was in university at the yep. time, I loved Seven. I thought sure. Seven was like uh, like movie-making classic. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. my God, it's storytelling, it's scary. Well, this game is Seven trying to be a video game. Well, what we didn't mention uh, before uh, the, uh, the gameplay portion is okay. that the developers actively said that they got a lot of inspiration from the movie Seven and from Silence of the Lambs. And you can see it yes. all over the game. So I would have been much more forgiving of this idea of like, okay, I, I'm here for the story. Let's do forensic stuff. If it's not super action-y, I'm okay with yep. that. It's just about like getting to the truth. I think I would have been all over that and would have forgiven a lot of the, you know, I think what can be some obvious mistakes sure. from here and there or, you know, flaws from here and there because I would have been in this pursuit of trying to move on story-wise. This is a unique game. Yeah. It is very different from what was around at the time. And I think I would have been super intrigued by that. I'm going to give this a 2.5. Oh, wow. Okay. Thought you were going to go a bit higher than that. I There are clear, like, I, I think there still would have been clear issues yes. that I'm like... And, the, been, and there were. There definitely and, and, were. And, and yeah. I don't think I would have been blinded by all of them, but I think I would have been so intrigued to keep, like, going. Yeah. That's, that, I, for some reason, like, it was very similar. Like, you talk about if you, if it hit you even a little bit younger. Yeah. Like, possibly, maybe you would have been into it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, for, there was something about it. Even even the fact that, like, when you get one of the enemies on their knees, you have an option of how you want to execute them. Yeah. Like, that worked better for me as a kid. Now it's just gratuitous. Yeah. But it was like, it was like, isn't this cool? It's this melee and, like, a lead pipe. Like, when do you get to use a lead pipe in a first-person shooter game? Like, all this stuff. Um, and the story, because storytelling in video games was not as evolved then as it is now was incredibly engaging and cinematic to me. It yeah. seems contrived now, but this was really impressive back in the day, at least to me. Um, I played I played it all the way through. I beat it. I thought it was graphically... Oh, you beat it, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I thought it was graphically just mesmerizing. Yeah. Just yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. mesmerizing. 
uh, and atmospherically it really got me. I wasn't a huge fan of, of things that scared me by popping out, but this had a good enough way of keeping me in without feeling like it was scaring me in cheap ways. Um, I, I absolutely love this game. I think about it all the time. I've thought about this game a ton, even though I, I haven't brought it up on this podcast no. all that much, but this, this has always sat with me as one of the most satisfying single player experiences wow. I've had. Um, not enough to be a four, okay. but I am giving this one a 3.5 nice. out of four. Yeah. A very high score. Uh, one of those games that I played one time through and I thought that was enough for me. Yeah. I don't need to do it again, but I absolutely loved every second wow. of it. Yeah. So a 3.5 and a 2.5, that gets us to a 6 yeah. out of 8. Yeah. That's a good score. It's a good score. Yeah, absolutely it is. Now, Andrew, what about uh, what do you think of this game as it stands in the modern day? You know what? There are different reasons I think I would enjoy it today than I did as a kid, but I think I'm going to come around to the same score. Nice. I also think it's important that in my mind, you know, I made the joke about the VR thing earlier. Yeah, yeah. And while I do think that actually would be very successful, I also think if you went the other way and made it a walking simulator... Uh, just based on, by the way, the True. animation, that's what made me think about it because the animation is very similar to walking simulators for today. Yes. Like, you know, it's purposely slow. It's yes. prodding. Yeah. And you made it more of a forensic thing and you talk to Rosa and you're kind of talking to other people and you see, you know, the things happening in front of you. I think it would also be an incredibly successful game. It is atmospheric. You know, the, the color scheme that they create and the kind of backstory of your, your character that is leaking out and you know, the, uh, the people in the police department, I, I, I think this game has a lot of potential and I'm very curious even now playing it today that I'm like, maybe I do want to beat this yeah, game and see yeah. what happens with it. I'm going to be right there with you. I'm giving it a 2.5 again. Nice. I think it's a really interesting game Yeah. and I don't think we make games like this. I think if games like this came out today, we would try and make it too big. It would be I, sensational. That's so true. Yeah. And we would just try and blow it out to like, oh, and you know, like, but also, you know, there's demons. So you have a little bit of a demon ability. You're like, nah, nah, okay, wait. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the only have four bullets. It's kind of scary but it's practical, you know? Resident Evil is a scary game where you have very little bullets, yeah. but you don't, it's not practical at all. So You also eventually get rocket launchers and exactly. this and that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's something really interesting about the game. I, I'm going to give it 2.5 and give it a full recommend. I love that. I, uh, I, I was impressed with how much the gameplay held up. Yeah. I, as soon as the first combat moment opened up and I had the gun and there was that enemy kind of stalking me and like running through from pillar to pillar and and not fully engaging me and not letting me expect something from him. Mm. It was just this feeling of like, I have to play knowing that these guys are not going to just show their face and be punching bags for okay. me. And that's AI that like, even nowadays you you don't always experience. Um, I I loved that feeling of just not knowing and and going through and even the combat while it wasn't as chunky as I remembered it yeah. was still totally satisfying for me oh. and and I could I could I could see myself like the, I believe the game was only like eight to ten hours so it's not oh, like really? it's going to get really stale very yeah. quickly. Um, I'm I'm there with you as well. A two and a half out of four, but it's a heavy okay. two and a half out of four yeah. with a full recommend. Especially if you were able to, if you if you follow us on at Retrograde Pod and at Retrograde Andy, I recommended that you purchase this game uh, while the Sega 60th anniversary sale was going on, mm -hmm. when it was only four dollars and seventy cents Canadian or something like that. Yeah, like crazy. There's no reason not to pick this up yeah, and not? at least try it and see if it works for you within the it's first. It's literally couple the hours. same price that that you rented that game at. Back in the day. Even so, cheaper. Even yeah, cheaper. So why yeah, not even yeah. try it? Exactly. exactly. Well, that's really interesting. So a six in our retrograde, a five in our current score. That's 11 out of 16. That's a pretty good score. Is that so far the highest rated uh, hashtag retrograde score that we've given so far? I actually believe it I is. I think it may be. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's really awesome. Well so, deserved, I think. Way to go. Condemned. 
Criminal Origins. Criminal Origins. Yeah. That title better pay off because it's pretty stupid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but thank you so much for listening. We love every single one of you. And no, it's a spooky month. I hope everything nice is safe at home, okay? That's just, that's from Mikey and I. I just want to, I'm just going to speak to you for a second. No, you don't? I hope it's scary as shit for you oh my God. all day long. Mikey. I hope you live in constant fear of ghosts. No. I hope I hope you won't even look in your bathroom mirror because you know that googly ghost behind you is going to reach out behind okay, you. Okay, I'm not going to lie. There's a story I always think about. Kiefer Sutherland was in a, some horror movie, I think called Mirrors. Something about mirrors, right? The Lost Boys. It, no, 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 no. Well, mm. vampires can't see themselves in hey, mirrors. Hey, by so the way, if there's any Lost Boys out there, I know where to find them. They're in Andrew's basement. Hey, hey, hmm? don't have a basement. Okay. Thank you. That's <laughs> First of all, thank you for thinking I would have a nice enough house to have a basement. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and he did a press tour, and I remember him saying he doesn't own any mirrors in his house because he's so scared of them. That's amazing. And I think that's like, weirdly, the one where I'm like, whoa. And second of all, I'm like, Wait, what? You don't have any mirrors in your house? Then how do you end up looking so immaculate, Kiefer? Yeah. Well, it's not hard. Sometimes it's just like, hey, I just rolled out like this. You're like, by the way, Kiefer, I believe you. You don't have any mirrors in this house. That's awesome. So good for you, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland, I hope you're doing well out there. It's a spooky month. Stay safe. Again, I do not. I, Andrew does not speak for me. I hope Kiefer is very scared right now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what? Yeah. Fuck you, Kiefer Sutherland. You're on your own. Best of luck. Now that Andrew's saying that, I have to take the other side. This is a very contrarian podcast. Kiefer, I hope you're doing well. I hope you and your dad are kissing in a very paternal way. Um, You know what? A Joe paternal way. Oh, my God. As much as I'm saying, fuck you, Kiefer Sutherland. Donner Sutherland, you are a treasure. I hope you're doing- Fuck you, Donald Sutherland. I hope your relationship with your kid is a piece of shit. You son of a bitch. I never liked you. I've only ever liked your son. Well, on this very controversial end, we hope you're doing well. And thank you for listening to another hashtag retrograve. We'll talk to you soon. My name is Andrew Bascom. And I am Mikey Aaronworth. (laughs) And this has been the Retrograve Podcast. Game over. Feel free to review the (laughs) podcast. Feel free to review the podcast on your platform of choice, and you may hear your review featured on a future episode. Subscribe, like, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Listen direct and find our show notes at theretrogradepod.com. Join us on Facebook or on Instagram at theretrogradepodcast. Or Twitter at retrogradepod. And you can always send us an email at theretrogradepodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this, make sure you let your player two know it. <laughs> if you enjoyed this, make sure to let your player two know to give us a listen. Let's play again next week. Deep pad. No, that sounds so dumb with a pause. What is wrong with me? Am I have a head injury? Let's play again next week, D pads. Fuck it. That sounded good. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. We're 69 nipples. <laughs> what?